I'll let you in on a little secret. I was the biggest skeptic going into it. This is the Coleman Associate Innovation Podcast. Innovation? Yeah, innovation. New, original, and creative. This podcast is designed to challenge the way you think about how healthcare is delivered. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. If you haven't already done so, please take your seat and fasten your seatbelt. Welcome to the Coleman Associates Innovation Podcast, the podcast that brings innovations and best practices in healthcare to your podcasting app. I'm Adrienne, your host, and today I'm excited to bring you two interviews from Valley Community Healthcare in Hollywood, California. Valley went through a DPI collaborative in the cohort right before COVID-19. We're going to hear from their CFO, Lee Huey, and their CEO, Paula Wilson, about what the return on investment, or ROI, has been for their DPI journey, including their response to COVID-19. You'll hear the term missed opportunities, which means any slot that goes by unused for any reason. With that clarification, let's hear my conversation with Lee. So do you want to start us off by introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? I'm Lee Huey. I am the CFO here for almost seven years. Valley Community Healthcare started out as a Valley Community Clinic, and it was mainly a mental health place. And it started in 1970. Then after the new millennium, they really went into primary healthcare. They became an FQHC in 2011. And my responsibilities are obviously finance, And also, as a lot of CFOs have done for the past 15, 20 years, they have taken on other other departments, other responsibilities. Mine here at Valley Community is security, facilities, maintenance, all of those things that are, as I call them, the back of the house. And so I've been doing this kind of CFOing for about... 30 years. From your perspective, what made Valley decide to go through DPI or Dramatic Performance Improvement with Coleman? Well, like probably all the other FQHCs, it's a matter a matter of visits. We it's no longer fee for service, but we still get paid through managed care. Ours is Medi-Cal managed care. And so we were trying to improve the efficiency of our organization clinically and and uh, administratively as well. It was somewhat long and it seemed to, to do a very good job, I thought, and was just starting to peak when the virus hit. So can you tell us a little bit about the problems you were having with missed opportunities and I'll call it the pre-COVID times and then kind of what that looks like now? Sure. Eduardo Gonzalez, who is our COO and and handles a lot of the clinical aspects of the clinic. He started doing these this missed opportunities because our productivity was not stellar. We were looking for 18 visits a day. We were getting somewhere around 15 and a lot of it had to do with missed opportunities not being able to slide people in and then move the uh, the blocks around so to speak. Now, just a reminder here that missed opportunities are when a slot goes by unused for any reason. So, for example, a no-show if it doesn't get filled is a missed opportunity, or if a slot just never got filled on the schedule, that's a missed opportunity. That has been greatly reduced since DPI. And uh, I'll say this, they're averaging close to 20 now. 
just for your edification, our missed opportunities have gone down below 5%. Wow. Yeah. Even like still now with COVID-19? Yeah. In fact, with COVID-19. So in, in reducing your missed opportunities, did you see staff burnout go up significantly? I know it's a little hard to tell with COVID-19 and the burnout that comes with that. We didn't see burnout in the two months where it was really evident that DPI was working. We have seen, as you said, COVID fatigue, basically, and still going through it. Other than, uh, you know, some COVID fatigue by the providers and the, the MAs, it seems to be working quite well. So would you have any words of advice? The, the thing is, is that uh, everybody's facing the same thing. I mean, COVID has uh, put everybody on their heels. Coming out of it, though, I would highly recommend a robust IT department getting uh, tuned up for televideo because it's going to be here and it will it will it will change the game navigating the next year or year and a half is going to be it's going to be a challenge for everyone in the clinic both clinically and administratively i can't agree more with lee that using the next year or so to recover and prepare for the future is critical for the success of community health organizations up next, we'll hear from Paula, the CEO of Valley. Let's listen to our conversation. Do you want to just introduce yourself? I'm Paula Wilson. I'm the president and CEO of Valley Community Healthcare in North Hollywood. So what made you decide to start Dramatic Performance Improvement with Coleman Associates? We were having challenges with our no-shows and our productivity and trying to communicate the need for improvement amongst our staffs, our clinician, and our frontline back-end offices. Can you describe the problem that you were having with missed opportunities? Our missed opportunities, or our, our um, no-show rate was upwards in 20%. And basically, it was impacting us financially. And it created a lot of dysfunction and anxiety amongst the administrative side of the clinic and the clinicians. And so we were trying to find ways to unify around improvement that would resonate with our clinicians rather than just seeing more people or more patients. How do we communicate that the more patients that you can see in how can we make it easier? And what are some of the roadblocks that we can work towards together to make it easier? So it was a combination of a lot of those things, but basically it was the financial challenge that wasn't a, a very bright light at the end of the tunnel. What has been the impact of COVID-19 on your DPI results? Obviously, our world got rocked, but we were still able to keep a lot of the key pieces of the DPI intact. Um, and what I mean by that is we shifted a lot to um, televisit, but we were, we were still able to do the provider and staff huddles in the morning. We still were able to work with some of the jockey, the schedule principles, and the technology allowed us to do that. So it really wasn't the fact that we weren't all in the same room. We could still do the same thing with technology. Obviously, with COVID and dealing with the change in the way we were, we were seeing patients, I think that our no-show rate was, was very, very low, sometimes 2%, 3% uh, missed opportunities. And I think COVID helped that because nobody wanted to miss their appointment because they knew that they were so valuable. But I think even we're seeing now in the last 
three or four months, we've still had our missed opportunity rates are still, you know, 4%, 5%, sometimes 2%. So I think we were able to, to keep some of those good habits at play all through the dealing with the pandemic. I'm curious from your perspective, because uh, I, I seriously doubt that you went into DPI two and a half years ago thinking that we were going to go through this pandemic. And I'm wondering if it was still worth it. Yeah, but we'd gone through, I think, 14 months of, of the DPI program and we were doing so well. And then bam, COVID hit and we didn't really get to play out the high of the success for very long. And I think we were disappointed in that. It was like, oh man, we were doing so good. And then, you know, we had to deal with the pandemic and and we didn't really get to celebrate the successes of it. But I think in hindsight, we were able to continue it. And hopefully I can remind our staff, you know, in the next six, eight months when we go back and, and remind us of how good we were doing before the pandemic and we can maybe have a post celebration. I think, you know, a lot of people skip like birthdays and graduations and we need to have like a DPI celebration of like having made so much progress. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Paula, is there any advice that you would have for our listeners? Well, I I think one of the things that you didn't mention that going through DPI helped at least get us on the same page. And it was really a hard, it was a hard project. You know, I I don't want to sugarcoat it, but the staff morale and the rally cry around the DPI project was very apparent and the energy around it. And so I think that should be underscored as well. So yeah, our, our CFO likes to see the financial numbers and the productivity, but I think it gave us a common language to talk around the clinic and an understanding of all of the different aspects that go into a visit for all of us to be successful. And so I think the other part too is, is that over the short period of time where, where we actually were, were implementing it and moving forward and being successful, I think we were able to share with our staff the financial impact that made on the organization. And we were able to, you know, bring on additional tools, some technology, you know, we were able to to provide some things that made it easier for them to do their work every day. So I wouldn't um, forget to talk about the, the teamwork side effect of the DPI program. Yeah. If you could give yourself from two and a half years ago advice, what advice would you give yourself? Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. I was the biggest skeptic going into it. And during the period of DPI, I reached out to a couple other CEOs who were farther ahead in the DPI project than my organization. And I'm going, does this really work? Because it's so much work. It's so labor intensive. You know, it's not easy. I'm trying to keep my staff going and all of that. And they go, yeah just hang in there. And it it does make sense over a period of time. So what advice would I have given to myself is trust in the the program, invest 110% of your time, talent, and, and resources that you have in your organization to it, because it will pay off in the end. You know, I, everyone that's on our team, we started off on the other side and it's hard to explain to folks after you've been through it, like the sort of, I hate the word synergy, but it, it does happen, right? It's like you get yeah, the teamwork yeah. part and there's something really amazing about just like getting everybody in the same room, talking to each other about the yeah. performance. It's not magic because it's a lot of work, but it is powerful. If anybody's kind of on the fence about 
certain aspects of it or stepping into the, the project, reach out to other organizations who've gone through it like I did, because it gave me some perspective. It gave me some support and also gave me a little glimpse of, you know, the light that, that was at the end of the tunnel. Special thanks to Lee and Paula for sharing their results with us and taking the time to be on the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast to get episode notifications as we release them. Subscribe to our newsletter on our website to hear more about opportunities for HAF funding. And if you're interested in working with Coleman Associates, reach out to us at notify at colemanassociates.com. To keep up with all the Chispa happenings, follow us on LinkedIn. Shout out to Jonathan at Bionic Squid for all of his podcasting help, and we'll see you next time.